0: There's something to be said about people being together. The chemistry, and, and if the chemistry's missing, the audience is going to notice that. And I think some of that, you know, has been missing anyway.
1: Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. If you're going to
0: have actual talent on the air that's entertaining the audience, and you're going to have especially more than one person interacting to produce that show, that I think you need to kind of have people together to do well.
2: Brandwidth on demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now, your guides through the Media Morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwidth, Media Branding Coach, Kipper McGee. Today, one of the best and brightest. He's been a radio air talent, programmer, and broadcast engineer who's gone on to create the world's largest and most popular music scheduling system, Music Master. Rain of Demand is proud to welcome the founder of Aware Software, Joan F Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Thanks. Um,
0: thanks for the excellent introduction. I'm 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 not worthy.
1: Right. <laughs> oh, well, we'll be the judge of that. Yeah, right. So, Joe, as one of radio's foremost innovators, I got to ask, what first drew you to radio?
0: Well, you know, when I was really very little, I just fell in love with radio. I think. My mother used to play uh, the the, uh, radio to help me get to sleep when I was just a baby. And uh, she'd put on the easy listening station, and I'd cry. She'd put on the R&B station, and I fell asleep. I loved it. Hmm. So it just, you know, I grew up in Cleveland where I had access to some really, really great local radio. I could listen to some faraway lost jocks on both in New York and Chicago. I could listen to CKLW, and I could listen to things in Toronto. It was. It was just a radio-rich city, and uh, by the time I was 11 years old, I was so desperate to get on the air that I I built my own illegal radio station and uh, from spare parts from old TV sets and old radios. Uh, and that got me in, – in order to get on the air, I had to learn engineering so I could build a transmitter. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up being kind of equipped to go into both of those fields And, uh, you know, the first logical job was to get into engineering and help build a radio station. But then once that radio station was built, I got myself on the air. So I had my first
2: legal on-air job. So it just grew from there. Well, you know, speaking of that, now, Joe, you go way back with tech and you've been involved in tech. One way or another, all along, all the way through designing software, but what, what are some of the biggest tech changes that you see on the horizon? Right now, we got voice activation, but what's next? What's happening? Well, you know, I've, one of the things that's hot right now is artificial intelligence and
0: how that's going to play into, you know, radio. Um, I, and I, I, I like to call artificial intelligence artificial stupidity. <laughs> so I, I'm not a big fan of it. But it can be helpful. You know, I did watch the SpaceX launch and it looked like those guys were just sitting in a self-driving Tesla and, you know, enjoying the ride, you know, and I, and I know there's a lot of AI involved in getting or, those guys into space these days, but, uh, I think, I, I hope that we end up using AI as an aid to the talent rather than as a replacement for the talent. So it's my biggest concern, you know, and then I see other things, you know, happening like, um, uh, and, and I'm not real familiar with them, so I'm, I hope I'm not, you know, going off the tracks here too far, but being able for a radio station to be able to do some targeted advertising to specific zones within their listening area or to be able to, uh, you know, serve, uh, a super serve a, a community within their broadcast range without having that information go to the other parts of their, uh, their listeners. When, when, if we get to a point like that, that's going to be really cool stuff. You know, and from the, you know, pure technology standpoint, it just amazes me how far we've advanced in technology since I built that little transmitter. You know, back then, uh, I remember AM radio being hot and FM radio being new and they struggled to it to, uh, get listeners onto that FM band and, uh, all the tricks that they came up with to do that. And now, you know, now we've got so many choices because of technology and it just seems to be exploding. Um, and I think it's a real challenge for radio right now, but, um, but it's exciting to see this technology, just thinking about the whole COVID thing and how quickly we were able to come up with, you know, a, a vaccine and how quickly we were able to find, you know, treatments for that. Uh, it's just a tribute to how far we've come along, you know, in technology and in science. And I think a lot of that same thing is happening in radio business, too. Yep.
1: Now, with the pandemic, a lot of people have been working from home, obviously, even broadcasting from home. Certainly, the barrier to entry financially is not as bad as it used to be. But from your perspective, what do you see as the new normal or the new abnormal? Or is this just a temporary situation until we're reopened and kind of back to normal?
0: Well, you know I think it 's kind of a mix. I think that there are there there are occasions where talent can work from home and do well uh but there are also times when there's a a a team building that can go on when you 've got a bunch of people together i can't you know i I would have to say that it would be difficult for me to imagine a morning zoo having as much fun and 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 Portraying that fun and, and letting that fun rub off on the audience. If they were all operating out of their house, that'd be a whole lot nicer if they were all in the same studio having fun together. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, obviously there's cost considerations. And if you don't have to, you know, have somebody come into the actual building, uh, to do their, to do their work, then it's uh, a good thing. But there's something to be said about that, uh, being, people being together and mm, uh chemistry, you know right yeah the chemistry and and if the chemistry is missing the audience is going to notice that and 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 i think some of that you know has been missing anyway like what's the difference between having somebody in the studio doing their show if all they're really doing is reading liner cards and pushing you know letting the machine play the music um it's you know they might as well do the voice tracking from home but if you're mm. going to have actual talent on the air that's entertaining the audience and you're going to have especially more than one person interacting to, to produce that show, like the news and the weather and the you know the traffic guy and how they play off of each other. Or morning, uh, a zoo going on. That that I think you need to kind of have people together to do
2: to do well. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Just because we can do something, Joe, doesn't mean we we should do it. What do you see next for radio, then? Well,
0: um, I, you know. <laughs> It's people have got to experiment. I think one of the things that has been bugging me about radio is that, um, I, I know some people are doing this, but maybe not enough is that the, um, there's not enough thinking outside the box, you know, coming up with new ideas to attract listeners back to radio or listeners who never, you know, really were radio listeners at all because they had so many other choices that they went with. You know, social media or satellite or internet or some Pandora and they basically, uh, need to be brought back to radio. And one of the things that I, that I see some patients doing that I'm kind of applauding and, and trying to support is to, uh, is to think outside the box and try some new things, uh, to basically try and, uh, bring those listeners, bring new listeners in. And, and along those same lines, I think that, you know, they, There's a perception that terrestrial radio is, uh, because it's designed to reach a finite market, wherever the transmitter reaches, some people see that as a disadvantage. I don't see it as a disadvantage. I think some people see it that way, but they should really look at that as an advantage. If their signal is limited to this market, to this community, they should superserve those communities. Because if they're hyper-local and they give the listeners in that market something that they can't find, in those global competitors, then there's a good reason now for people in that market to listen to your station, if that makes sense.
1: Totally. Uh, shifting gears, you've trained any number of radio hosts how to run a board. You've taught programmers how to schedule music, put together operational logs, and even playout systems, and the list goes on. So that leads to this. What skill sets do you think that somebody entering the business today should be learning to make sure they're relevant tomorrow?
0: Yeah, that's, you know, that's a really good question. It's like the $10,000 question, but, you know, some of it can't be trained. Uh, you know, If I think back to the old days when I would listen to, like, Larry Lujak, this was talent. That was something that was, you know, as Rush Limbaugh likes to say, it was, you know, uh, given by God. Uh, mm. And you can't train somebody on that very easily um i think we need to seek out talent and i know that that's difficult these these days with you know with radio having some financial problems especially in certain companies but you know i think it's really important if you want to reinvest back into your company and hire really talented people who can do something entertaining that can build an audience without having to be trained from the technical standpoint of course Things have actually gotten, uh, you know, easier to run in some respects. I mean, in the old days where I had to, like, you know, queue up a record, a bef- vinyl record, before I spun it, uh, and and I had to avoid playing it at the wrong speed and things right. like that. Those, those are kind of, those are kind of all gone now. You know, we've made that job easier, so it should be easier for the talent to focus on entertaining the audience rather than running the equipment. Now, if we make the equipment too complicated. We give them too many distractions in the studio, then we kind of,
2: you know, undo that advantage right. of having that great technology. Yep. One of the best and brightest, Kipper, that is Joan Epp. Hey, is there somebody you'd like to hear from? We'd love to hear from you. Email your suggestions to show at com, And
1: make sure you get the complete show notes too. Just text Notes on Demand to 44222. Notes on Demand. 44222. Two, two. Coming up, Joe
2: shares some opportunities that he finds hiding in plain sight.
1: Hi, I'm Jeff McCarthy, Vice President of Programming for Duke Wright's Midwest Communications. I'm Tony Larino from Throwback Nation Radio. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with even more raving fans. Hey, I'm Bailey, Program Director for KOSP and Midwest Family Broadcasting in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, my name is Jonathan Schaefer. I'm the Program Director at The Legend, 650 AM WSM. Ready to join these raving fans? I'm so thankful for Music Master and the team for helping us grow our station into what it is today. Never stop learning. Music Music Master's educational webinars have helped us to become excellent music schedulers. Visit musicmaster.com today. I cannot thank the Music Master team enough.
2: Opportunities hidden in plain sight. Plain sight. Bread with On it. Demand. So, you know, what opportunities do you see that others may in fact find hiding in plain sight? Well, I sometimes dream about
0: things that I would try if I owned a radio station, but it's really going to take some thinking outside the box, and there's really no like answer that I can give to the because they're hiding. They're hiding in plain sight, but they're hiding. Uh, you know, I can think back on a, an anecdotal thing like how, uh, I, and I don't know how true this story is, but I had I had worked at WMMS in Cleveland, and it was a mall right broadcasting station, and Milt Maltz was the owner. And the story I heard was that he was trying to get uh, something on the air on his. FM station, and when FM was fairly new, to, to attract a younger audience, to get them over from AM to, to the CHR stations, what they called Top 40 back then, onto the FM band. And he went to uh, uh, Cleveland State University and found some kids who were really popular playing in their, you know, closed circuit uh, radio feed to the, the to the uh, students in, uh, in the dormitories and in the uh, uh, at lunch and so on mm-hmm. and they were spinning some progressive rock you know album cuts and he said i want you guys to do this on my radio station so he hired the whole lot of them and put them on the air huh. and, and 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 that's the kind of thinking outside the box you know I, I wonder what it would be like if you just turned your radio station over to some young people and let them do what they want to do mm-hmm. and within the limits of you know saving the license and so on but let them do what, and maybe they'll come up with those things that are hiding in plain sight. Because sometimes I think we're we're too focused in the rearview mirror. We're not looking at what's right there in front of us. You know, we're thinking radio is like this. This is the way radio has always been. And this is the way it should always be. Well, maybe mm-hmm. not. You know, maybe there's a future out there that we're kind of missing because we're looking in the wrong direction. Oh, you're right.
1: No, clearly, and if we, if, if we don't look in different directions, that doesn't mean that the audience won't.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I know some people will think that, yeah, but I don't want to take a chance. I've got a really, you know, valuable uh, thing going on here. But you're going to wonder, you know, you, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. It's an old mm-hmm. saying, but mm. an omelet is much tastier than an unbroken egg. So <laughs> it's... uh you know, if you, you, you have to take some chances, and I think one of the things that might be stopping radio station, radio operators from taking chances, especially the larger ones, is kind of the crushing debt that they have to service. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking that if you're going to get there and be able to experiment with new ideas and then reinvest some money into those ideas, you know, they're not all going to work. They're, of course, every time you take a gamble like that, it's, there's a chance you're going to fail, but you need to take those chances in order to discover those undiscovered gold mines. Uh, you know and and right now, I think there's a catch twenty two where we've got what I like to think of is you know you're circling the drain because you cut talent and you cut manpower because you have to service this debt. And in the process, you've damaged your product and your brand. So now you have to cut the uh, costs even more, yep, which means cutting more talent you need to turn that thing around. You need to turn that spiral around. Instead of going down the drain, start spiraling up so that you can start to uh, you know experiment
2: with things that might reap some big rewards down the road. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, good advice, Joe. Our thanks to the innovator himself, Joe Knapp. Please check out the previous episodes, by the way, including guests like KDWB's Dave Ryan, network radio star D.D. McGuire, trend-setting Trend Watcher, Fred Jacobs, and more, All available wherever you got this podcast.
1: Our thanks to executive producer, Cindy Huber. And coming up next, she wrote the book on powerful radio, literally. And she's got a lot to say about the pandemic, too. We talk with consultant Valerie Geller next time. That's
2: a wrap, Kipper. This time in one minute Martinizing, we'll talk about the new trend, the hot trend, the old trend coming back. It's called subscriptions. You'll find it in one-minute Martinizing in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin.
1: And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide.